You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. You know, Christian, you know, you could tell there was a lot more verses, but even there with Chad, you know, just hearing something yesterday, thinking, oh, that would be something cool to share with people. That impacted me. That'd be something cool to share with people. So uh, the guys doing that, but then also guys doing... Uh, having a number of guys have the opportunity to teach uh, maybe just one Sunday, one one lesson on a Sunday school. Uh, maybe some other guys would want to do uh, a couple, uh, but just giving the opportunity for some guys to get up and teach. So some of you guys will be praying about that, and uh, and we'll uh, maybe hopefully get to that here pretty soon. But in the meantime, we'll uh, I'll keep on teaching. But uh, this is something that's really been on my heart, and in Matthew twenty-eight. Something extremely important. I believe it's something that hopefully every one of us is of a child of God have a desire to do and be faithful in. Uh, I don't think that the biggest problem is desire. I think sometimes the biggest problem is the know-how. And that is here in Matthew 28 when Jesus has given the great commission to the apostles. But of course, the, that commission, it applies to us as well. As we can see, the reason any of us are here today, uh, saved by the grace of God in this church, is because somebody shared the gospel with someone else. Um, and it wasn't just a preacher, you know. So, so many times it's easy to think that that's what the preacher does or what uh, the, the church leaders do. But I believe, for one thing, I think we should all be church leaders to some extent. But, uh, but it is something that each and every child of God, if you have been saved, if you've been given that treasure in an earthen vessel it's every one of us have the great responsibility and the great privilege to share the gospel with someone else and to try to introduce someone else to christ and again i feel like as we talk about this it's not uncommon for a a pastor to try to encourage people hey uh witness to people bring people to christ and so forth but uh, a lot of times unfortunately people are like boy i would love to but i'm not sure how to bring someone to Christ. I'm not sure if I have the know-how. I'm not sure if I have the knowledge. And so uh, I want to talk a little bit. I don't know if it'll be all Sunday school or if it'll come into the Sunday morning service as well. It won't too much today, but uh, going forward, just because I really want people to know how to lead someone else to Christ. I really want people to be confident in uh, sharing the gospel. And I tell you, if you're saved by the grace of God, it's not all that difficult, really. It's not all that daunting. Uh, we, a lot of times, make it harder uh, than it has to be. But without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into the verses here and just kind of introduce and, and talk about this a little bit this morning. Matthew chapter number 28, and let's look at verse number 19. The Bible says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So Jesus here gives the Great Commission, and of course we use that for missions, but we've got to remember that a missionary is not just the people that we send money to monthly that go uh, to other countries or, or other parts of this country. Uh, every one of us, somebody said it this way, you either are a missionary or you need a missionary, amen? So you either are a missionary or you need a missionary. In other words, either you are saved or you need someone to tell you how to be saved, uh, and we ought to be sharing that with others. Now, uh, you know, throughout the scripture, there's, there's, there's a term that's, that's brought out of the book of Proverbs, chapter number 11, 
Uh, the Bible says, He that winneth souls is wise. And so for many of us, we were introduced to sharing our faith, bringing people to Christ uh, under the term of soul winning. Uh, you know, he that winneth souls is wise. And, and I like that terminology, soul winning. But whether you call it that or not, the fact of the matter is, we ought to want to lead people to Christ and bring people to Christ. And, and it's true, while it's true, well, I'm, I'm going to try not to get, I'm going to try to stay on task here a little bit on this way of introduction. Just talk about some of the basics. But I was just going to say that there sometimes comes in this, uh, this battle between uh, sharing our faith and living our faith. And not really much of a battle there, but we understand that if we aren't living our faith, if people aren't seeing some sort of difference and distinction in our life, well, they're probably not going to be too interested in what we have to say. It doesn't matter how well we could articulate the gospel message if we have a life that's uh, not different, if, if, we, uh, if, if people aren't seeing the power of God. And when I say that, I'm not saying seeing us as perfect people. Sometimes it's seeing God bring us through our struggles that helps us to be a witness. Uh, and just being open and being honest. Uh, but what happens a lot of times is people... Uh, I, I remember working with a guy years ago, and I'm sure that we could all tell stories about this, and I'd be interested to hear yours, really, because I, I want to have some discussion during this. But uh, I remember working with a, a guy years ago, and, and, uh, and I believe the man was saved, and he was, uh, he was a part of a Baptist church not far from where we were at. This is when I was still in North Carolina. Uh, and it, it wasn't... Uh, uh, this man would actually talk to people sometimes about the Lord. And he would invite people to church from time to time. He didn't do it all the time, but he, it, it wasn't an uncommon thing for him to invite people. But the bad thing about this guy was he was also just one of the guys. Now, I'm just one of the guys in a sense to where I, I'm, I'm a guy at work. I, you know, I just uh, I work hard. I, I like to, I like to uh, have fun. I like to joke around and everything. But when it comes to what, you know, just being one of the guys as far as cussing like everybody else and and telling and laughing at dirty jokes like everybody else and talking about women and talking inappropriately about women, including their wives or something like that. Well, I'm not one of the guys, just one of the guys if that's what that means, okay? But at the same time, you know, I mean, y'all know me. This is who I am. Uh, but he was kind of one of those guys. He was kind of just one of the guys, and he would try to talk to people about the Lord. Now, the problem with that is, and, and may, you, you may be in here today like this, there are some people who think, well, preacher, I think that's the best way to win people to Christ is to let them see that I'm just like them. <laughs> well, well, why do they need Christ for? Why do they need to repent for if you're just like them? Why, why don't they just keep being like you? They'll be just fine, right? So obviously that's, that's one extent. But at the same time, you, we can't, just live a good life we need to live a, we ought to be able to live a life that's different enough not to where we think we're better than anyone not to where we stick our noses up at anyone but we ought to live a life that's that's different enough to people start wondering why don't you seem different it's it's great if you can actually have people ask you what's different about you there's something different about you then you can share your faith and that's a great opportunity but the fact of the matter is, we need to be living a life like that. But at the same time, we also need to be sharing our faith. So they, they go together. Um, I remember, man, it was one of the more heartbreaking things. And this, this ended up being a, a good situation in spite of a fellow that I went to church with. 
uh, I went to church with a man uh, that was my, he became my boss. He hired me uh, to, as a, as a overhauler on machinery. I became the head overhauler uh, for this particular plant that we worked in. And uh, right away I got put with the guy that was kind of training me. And uh, right away, I started talking to the fellow by the name of David. And I started talking to him about Christ and talking to him about the Lord. Uh, and he didn't want anything to do with it. Let me tell you that right now. He, he, was raised, uh, in, he was raised in a religious home. And sometimes those are the people that can be the most hostile toward, uh, toward hearing about Christ. And that's kind of how he was. He didn't want anything to do with it. But I just patiently, I, mean, I, 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 I was his friend. I tried to be his friend. I tried to, I tried to talk to him about Christ. And as time went on, uh, it wasn't too long to where he just asked me one day in the middle of me witnessing to him, and he kind of interrupted me, and he says, Hey, doesn't so-and-so go to your church? My boss, our boss. And I said, uh, I was like, yeah, as a matter of fact, he does. But I could tell by the way he asked the question that, like, there was something there, you know. Uh, doesn't so-and-so go to your church? And I'm like, yeah, he does. Okay, that's all I need to know. And then, uh, and I, I did not ask because, uh, I don't know, I I'm just generally don't a lot of times, but I didn't ask, but I was able to figure out from that, I was like, something's off there. And as time went on, he would, he would tell me when I'd witnessed him, and he says, man, if that's a Christian, you know, and, and he says, I don't want nothing to do with it. He said, I've seen enough phony Christians, I've seen enough fraud through the years, uh, and man, I, I remember when he told me that. Matter of fact, one day he came out with a recorder. Uh, he didn't play. I was not interested in hearing it. I, I don't know about you, but I just assume mind my own uh, for the most part. If I don't need to know something, uh, I, I could take your word for it that this guy's a hypocrite. I don't need to hear the recording that, that he didn't get approval to do, okay? Um, I, I've had people try to send me recordings and videos before. Watch this. Uh, and I'm just like, no, thank you. You know, I'm not interested. But, uh, but long story short, uh, he came out, and they, they were having some contract disputes and things like that. Uh, and uh, one thing led to another, and he came out, and he said, he said, I could play this for you right now. You want to hear some cussing God? You want to hear some inappropriate talk about women? This dude was awful. I mean, it wasn't just that he was a little shady or something. He was just like a totally different person at work than he was at church. I mean, it was just terrible, uh, the guy that I went to church with. But man, right then my heart broke because I had a burden for this fellow named David. And my heart just sank. I mean, it just broke. And I remember right then and there, I went off into a room somewhere and just prayed and cried and said, God, please don't let this man go to hell. Don't let him use Sam oops, uh, as an excuse to go to hell. Uh, and, uh, and I'm just like, oh, Lord. Uh, long story short, man, what a wonderful thing. I kept witnessing to him. I kept talking to him about the Lord. I'm like, man, you can't look at other people. I said, that's a lot of times people, people, when you witness to them, I'll just say this. When you witness to people, a lot of times they bring up stuff just trying to tra change the subject. It's almost just like a natural human mechanism they use. They'll try to bring up something, and, but it was something to distract them. I'm like, you know, that is something, David, but that doesn't change this. Jesus Christ did die for you. You are a sinner, and he loves you and wants to save you. It didn't change the fact of that. Well, I kept praying, kept talking to David. I, I, eventually, he came to church. Uh, he had another friend of his that was a Christian that he ended up going to church with. And man, what a great day, Ralph, on a, uh, I believe it was a Monday morning. David, I walked in, and I saw him coming in. He's, he's awake, y'all. He's not... That wasn't to wake him up this time. Uh, but I'm just thinking about Ralph because I know he witnesses to people at work. And, uh, but, but David just made a beeline toward me. 
And I knew, I just knew. He come and he just said, I want to shake your hand and I want to thank you for witnessing to me and praying for me. He said, because I got saved yesterday. Amen? And God changed his life. But it, that was in spite of a hypocritical church member that we uh, happen to work with. Uh, so it goes together. We need to live a life that is different. Uh, but we also do need to vocally share the gospel with anybody else. Uh, yeah, Ralph. Right. Yeah. Amen. And and I I'll just come come back and we that's a good that's a good place to go I think because that that's a um that's a good discussion and it's a good point what Ralph was saying was you know he felt like for himself he, that it was a coward's way out that he would invite people to church but not actually talk to someone about Christ and and I. And I'm not telling. I'm not putting words into Ralph's uh, mouth on this. But now, what I'm going to tell you that I believe about it is, I believe it to be more not for Ralph. I, I can believe I can believe that for Ralph uh, because of being someone that's been saved as long as Ralph has. Uh, you know, hearing the truth as long as Ralph has. I can identify with. I know I need to witness it to this person, but I think I'll just invite them to church, and it's almost like I'm going halfway and it eases my conscience. But I want to back off of that just a little bit because I want to say that for, if you, there's some people, Ralph, that are Christians that may be here right now or may be listening, they haven't even got the courage to invite somebody to church yet. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't want to discourage them and them say, well, man, I'm, it's hard enough for me to get up the, the gumption to invite someone to church uh, because this thing is not about picking on anybody and of course it's not about guilting anybody uh, because I want to encourage people that uh, you know that that that's a lot of times how it can start 
And a lot of times that's how I'll start the conversation. Inviting somebody to church uh, sometimes leads to me being able to say, well, do you know Christ? Because uh, I'll invite somebody to church and they'll say, oh, well, I'm Catholic, I'm Methodist, or I'm, I go to this Baptist church or whatever. But I'll say, do you know Christ? You know, do you know the Lord? So a lot of times it's a, it's a, uh, a conversation starter. But one thing I do want to say is that the ultimate goal is to get to where God's helping Ralph get in his life, and that is just to where he can walk up to somebody walking on the sidewalk and talk to them about Jesus and ask them about their soul, uh, or at work, or whatever the case is. Uh, not all of us are there. Not all of us maybe have grown to that point or have that much courage or that confidence or whatever, and that's, that's part of what this series is. It's not to start off by saying, hey, if you're not telling people about Jesus, you're, you stink. You know, It's not that. I'm wanting to empower you and encourage you to where you can get to that point in your Christian life. Um, because here's the thing I'll say, and that if you can get, if you can get people to church, the, the polls are pretty clear uh, in most places, definitely in the United States of America, most people get saved in church. Now, that may, a big part of that may be because there's not... Maybe there's not as many Christians witnessing outside of church, but those people were invited to church. Maybe they were witnessed to and invited to church. You don't have to do one or the other. You can do both. Uh, so you invite them to church because guess what's going to happen if you can get them to come sit on one of these chairs? I'm going to tell them the gospel. Amen. Uh, and so therefore, we're, we're definitely accomplishing something there. But coming back to Ralph's point, you know, as I started off with the agreement part of it, as I can definitely think of times in my life to where I've not, uh, I, I've not pushed the conversation forward enough. Anybody else, any of you other Christians like that, you know that you've not quite put, pushed the conversation forward enough. And again, that's what I want to do in this, this lesson is I want to help you learn to push that conversation and encourage you to think I can push this conversation forward a little bit. Uh, Okay, so uh, any other thoughts on uh, what's been said so far with this? I know, yeah, Doria. Right. Yeah.
Right. Yeah, and I think, and you know, this, and this is where we're going with this, I, you know, and obviously I, I like it when we get off, because I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to talk, you know, eventually I'm wanting to talk about like exactly what is the gospel, what are we, exa- what exactly are we trying to share with people, because there may be still some people sitting there thinking, okay, exactly how do I, again, we're already talking way up here about sharing, but there may be some people that are like, exactly what do I need to share, I mean, how, what, what terminology do I need to use, but to Doria's point, uh, no, I, I'm not like, uh, I feel, I, I'm I definitely not persistent even as I should be, but I'm not all that persistent or, uh, you know, because a lot of times it will just be, uh, I'll, I'll witness and talk and then just be, befriend. And a couple things that I'll say that, I, that with Doria that she mentioned, the, uh, the relationships, that's one of the best ways. You, you look at Jesus Christ, if you follow what he did with his pattern so many times, what, what was it that he was accused of? Well, he was accused of several things, I know, but in relation to people and sinners, what was Jesus accused of in relation to... Yeah, yeah, he was a friend. Uh, the, the, the Bible says in more than one place, Jesus was among them. Uh, I think there's really something to be said about befriending unsaved people. But now this is something that our young people need to learn as well as us, that there is a... Uh, a befriending, but at the same time, the Bible warns about kind of yoking up with someone that's not saved. Uh, it's hard to be a really close friend to an unbeliever, uh, especially an unbeliever that's living a lifestyle that's contrary to the Word of God, uh, because you're kind of spo- you're kind of going in two different directions as a person. Um, your your interests are different, or at least they should be, because if this person's not saved and they have worldly interests, we have worldly interests too, but you understand what I'm saying? If ours is going more in the direction of God, but all that being said, we need to be friendly. We need to be just like Jesus. We need to be a friend of sinners. I'm saying all that because there's, there's such a balance with, with everything, and when I'm preaching and teaching, it's so difficult sometimes because uh, there's, there's so many nuances, if you will, because when I'm talking about being a friend of sinners, I want you to understand exactly what I'm saying, but without me describing it, not everyone may, because there's some that believe, oh yeah, so they literally believe, I mean, they go, to, they go hang out at bars for the purpose of witnessing to people. And you say, well, I think that's great. Well, I don't. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think there's uh, some serious testimony issues there. Uh, but uh, I'm just simply trying to say, I agree that if you know somebody, uh, that's the great, one of the best ways... Uh, Jesus, when I talked about the, the time he, the friend of sinners, one of the things he did is he's, he ate with them. He ate with them. In other words, man, you know what? That's sometimes a good opportunity. If there's people, and by the way, we got people that come to this church regularly that, that have not yet made a profession of faith, and I'm, I'm thankful that they're coming, and I'm thankful that, we're, that they're here. Uh, you know, but one of the ways that you can help lead someone to Christ is, uh, hey, let's have a meal together. Get to know them a little bit, and then questions come up, and then you have the opportunity, but I think I think one thing with our relationship with unbelievers is that at the heart of it, as much as we may enjoy their company and their friendship, at the heart of it always needs to be in our hearts the opportunity to share Christ with these people. Uh, We can have the opportunities like 
Doria mentioned, just like she'd witnessed to uh, her insurance agent. You know, that's one of the great things with gospel tracts. Uh, when you hand out gospel tracts, you can hand a gospel tract out and say, hey, uh, you know, one of the things I do again uh, for an icebreaker, uh, you know, uh, with what Ralph was saying is I'll say, hey, I'd like, I'd like to invite you to church. Because it's just, especially if they're just a perfect stranger, just want to invite, give you an invitation to our church. Uh, and again, sometimes I just kind of go from there. Sometimes I leave it there. But there's other times, I, you know, I told you about uh, uh, the, the, the drug dealer that, that got saved. Well, she, when I gave her the gospel track, she said, oh, and she opened it up and started looking at it. And I'm like, okay, so do you, uh, uh, you, you, do you have any kind of church background? Now, and now we're getting into actually how you, you know, things you say, do you, I mean, things I say, people do it differently. Do you have any kind of church background? Again, I don't really care about her church background. I care about her soul, but I'm trying to just get the conversation going in that direction. And then, because then the next thing, well, well, the most important thing is, do you know Christ as your Savior? You know, it's not about if you're Catholic or Lutheran or whatever. It's, it's do you know the Lord? I mean, um, and so sometimes you can just right there start witnessing to someone. Um, but I agree. And we'll, we're going to talk about some of these, uh, you know, examples and uh, stories that we can look at to where we've been able to share our faith. But the, but the bottom line is, is that, I hope that you have, it's got to start with a desire. And if you're saved and you've lost that desire, pray that God will give you that desire. Uh, one of the things that I was, I remember being told as a, as a new Christian uh, was to pray every day that God would give me the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody. I don't pray that as much as I used to. I should go back to praying that every single day, just like I was taught as a young Christian. Because there's one thing about praying for, for an opportunity to share the gospel. Uh, man, if you're praying about it, a lot of times you're praying about it, and now you're looking for it. You're looking for the opportunity. And you're thinking, man, I'm, okay, is this the one? Is this the person? Is it the cashier? Is it, the, uh, is it this co-worker? Now, to Doria's point, you know, just to, just to you know, allude on what she, or go, continue what she said about work, sometimes it can be tough at work, especially if, you, if your job has a pretty strict policy or you have the type of job uh, to where, uh, you know, it's not conducive to having conversations that are kind of not, not work associated. If that's work policy, let me tell you something. I'm fine with that personally. If my, if my, I've, I've had jobs and it's like, you cannot talk about this while you're on the clock. Okay. Uh, I, I'm employed here. And if, and if that's what I can't do, but on my breaks, I can. Before work, I can. After work, I can. When I'm not on the clock, if, if that's the thing. So you work around some of those things. But, but, but just like Doria said, I think you, you look for those opportunities. You, you try to uh, steer conversations. But where this, this whole lesson that I'm not really in yet, <laughs> uh, where it ends up at, is trying to the point that the Holy Spirit of God's got to do the work. Ultimately, the Holy Spirit of God, He's the one that has to convict hearts. He's the one that has to uh, help us for one thing. But He's the one that He's the only one that can bring people to salvation. But He's also the one that will orchestrate. He's the one that is the one at work when the conversation does go further. That's because the Holy Spirit's working. Uh, and I believe he's working if it doesn't go further, but he's just maybe not working in that particular way at the time. But I believe one of the biggest points I want to get to is, 
number one, I think it's important to really emphasize the fact that it really is our responsibility. You know, that if there was a first point that I was going to try to look at today, that's it, that it really is our responsibility to share Christ with someone else. We may be introverted, but it's still our job to share the gospel with someone else. Um, God made you how He made you, and He knows how He made you. As an introverted person, you may just not be a person that talks a lot, period. Uh, well, God does not expect you all of a sudden to adopt a totally different personality and become, you know, uh, Mr. or Mrs. just uh, waggle jaws, you know, just can't shut up. Uh, understand that. But even if you're a person that, that doesn't talk to many people, uh, you know what? But still, God knows you. God puts you in where he's put you. Take, the, take, take advantage of the opportunities that you do have. So, you know, you say, well, I, I'm not going to witness to a, a dozen people this week. Well, hey, may, pray God will help you just to witness to one. You know, that, that one person that you have the opportunity to speak to or, or whatever the case may be. But, uh, you know, I read this verse of, of the Great Commission. Jesus gives it a number of times. I just want to read a couple more of the references. Mark 16, 15, the Bible says... And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, we understand that we, can, we use the word you in a plural sense. Uh, the word ye is a plural of you. That's how it is uh, in the, this, this old English, if you will. But it means all of you. Amen. It's talking to all of you. It's talking to everyone who is saved. It's plural. Preach the gospel. Tell people the gospel. Share the gospel. In fact... Here's one of the great things, and this is what I re referenced just a moment ago. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and, you sh and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So uh, there again, the great, great news is we have power. We have power, and the power that we have, one of the primary reasons that God has... One of the primary reasons God didn't just save us and take us to heaven the moment we got saved is He left us on this earth to be witnesses for Him. And He gave us the command to be witnesses, but hallelujah, He also gave us the power to be witnesses. Because, again, you may be sitting there thinking, oh man, the, the thought... <laughs> You may be listening and thinking, the thought of talking to somebody about Jesus Christ petrifies me, scares me absolutely to death. Uh, you may be thinking that today, but what I want to tell you is that if you're saved, God will give you the power to uh, be a witness for Him. Um, and so that ought, again... I believe it should be a burning desire. I know for me, and again, I try to be careful comparing experiences, but I know for many people, when they got saved, one of the very first things they wanted to do was tell somebody else, or they wanted someone else to be saved. Um, and whether, that's, whether it was a burning desire or not, whether it hit you in that kind of way or not, you know, depending on your level of understanding maybe at the time, the bottom line is the fact that you know, you know what in essence is, uh, almost seems like a secret to this world. 
It's not a secret to most of the world. There's, a, uh, there's actually a big part of the world that, uh, that hasn't heard even the name of Jesus, much less what he's done. But most of the world is aware that Jesus was born, that he lived, and that he died, and that he rose again, perhaps. But the secret is, we have friends and neighbors and co-workers that still don't know what? Why? They don't know why. That's the secret. That's the thing they don't know. But we know. We know that he did it for me. And that he did it for them as an individual. And we know why he did it for them. Because he did. He died for each individual. Why did he do it? He did it because that's the only way. So there's just a couple of these things that we know. We know that he died on the cross. We know why he died on the cross. He died for our sins. We know that he rose again. We know, praise God, that, that knowing him is everything. We, we, we know that without knowing him, man, we don't have anything. We know that man is empty and void if they don't know Christ. We know this. But sometimes we just assume, and there's so much trouble out here, we, we can make assumptions on both ends. For those that have been taught, you know, you know, soul winning and saved and lost, and that's been a clear teaching and preaching within the church that you were, were, have brought, been brought up in or in this church, uh, it, it's as plain as you as, to you as night and day. But I'm telling you, there's actually people that are saved that don't really, haven't got a real good grasp of all the things concerning salvation and stuff so far. So they just really assume, oh, well, my neighbor goes to church. They're a good person. They talk about God. They have a cross. Um, they post some pretty spiritual things on social media. So I think they're okay. And one of our big problems is, a lot of times, is assuming. Um, we can assume that people are saved or are Christians, but man, Christians is a pretty broad term. I mean, I, I remember, you know, every year when we have a, you know, not every year, but every election year, it's interesting. Anytime things get on religion, I don't care if it's the Democrat platform or the Republican platform or whatever it is, you find out something really, really interesting about these people. Almost every one of them are Christians. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Donald Trump, whoever it is. Yeah, they're, they're all Christians by, by, by name, but have they, do they know Christ as their personal Savior? Well, those are two different things, isn't it? Not, I mean, not in the real sense of the word, uh, but in the world we live in today, so many people claim to be Christian. But if we're not careful, we can make some assumptions about that. So that's one of the reasons why it's, it's, it's imperative that we shared the gospel. Now, and just think about this for a moment. Whether it was in church, but I wonder, how many of you can remember ever having anyone outside of church share the gospel with you? Outside of church. Just got to get a show of hands. That'd just be interesting. Outside of church, you've had someone share the gospel. You can just leave them up just for a second. Quite, quite a few folks outside of church, but it's sad that if it's true that the other half of you didn't have someone share the gospel with you outside of church. And by the way, I'm including grandma, uh, I'm including mom, 
you know, and it, it, not, not just sitting down and reading a Sunday school lesson, but actually sitting down and saying, do you know the Lord? Here's what Jesus did for you. Have you accepted this gift of salvation? Most of us have, many of us have, but it's, man, it's pretty sad if you think about it. Many of us haven't. Uh, I know Hannah was encouraged the other day. She sent me a picture. Uh, somebody gave her a gospel track. Uh, anybody, anybody ever get some, give them a gospel track? I don't know. I think, I've definitely had people give me gospel tracks before, but that's encouraging. But you think about this. How many people are out there that are really saved by the grace of God? There's a lot. There really are a lot of people. Uh, and I, I'm not saying that we're not a minority in this world. We are. But there really are a number of people out there that do know Christ. But sadly, there's just a lot of us that just aren't emboldened or we just don't know and, and, and realize the need of the gospel of, of, of salvation around us. A lot of people, again, the, one of the reasons I'm trying to start with the fact that it's all of our jobs, a lot of people don't realize that it is my job. But if you think about it in a very, very practical sense, one thing's very, very true, that the people you work with, you know, just, just say, for instance, that there's... People in, in our church, and we, we know some people in our church that are great witnesses for Christ. You know, we, we, know that, we know some of the people in our church that, man, they witness to people. They talk to people about Christ. And if we're not careful, we can almost think about that like, well, I get, that's what they're good at. I'm good at this or that and the other thing. And it may be that they're good at that, but I'll tell you the reason they're good at it. They started doing it. And they started getting a burden. And they started praying. Uh, <laughs> my point is is that soul winner in our church or, or, or that you may be able to think of, they don't work with who you work with. They do not, they are not at the family gatherings that you go to. They don't live in your neighborhood. The people that they're witnessing to are the people that God has put around them. And that's the reason it's imperative for every one of us to be soul winners to share our faith in some form or the other. And again, do not take this as a beatdown if you're not sharing your faith. That's not what this is about. This is about me saying, every one of us, it's something that is our job to do. I'm informing you of that. And I'm just also trying to inform you that here's, I want to give some steps to take to where how you can become a person who shares their faith and who is, and who is able to bring someone to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, ho I hope that you will, I hope that you'll pray. If, 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 if I couldn't get nothing else across today, I hope I can at least get every one of us to pray. Number one, to accept that, yes, this is what I need to do and to pray. Okay, Lord, help me to bring somebody to Christ. We've got a number of months left in this year. What, what month is it? It's the eighth month. We're going in the ninth month. We've got a few months left. You know what? It's not too late. Maybe you could pray today. God, help me to bring one soul to Christ. Help me to bring one soul to Christ. And now, you know, it's, it's a great goal if you're actually to, able to pray and lead that person to Christ outside of church. But that would include maybe getting them to church. And your life has already been a witness to them and you've already talked to them and, and they come to Christ. But, you know, isn't it amazing the things that goes back to Chad Mann started that deal this morning. Warren Buffett saying his worst, he, he don't think about having worst investments. He thinks about the ones he didn't make, the things that he omitted. Um, and isn't that true with us? It's almost like one of those things if you ask the question, hey, uh, have you led someone to Christ ever or recently? 
and then be like, well, no. Have you prayed that God would help you to lead somebody to Christ? Well, no, I haven't prayed that. Has that been a goal of yours? No, it hasn't. A lot of times the reason we don't do it is because we, we again, it's just, I'm trying to get this on our radars. And just to pray, say, Lord, help me to be a witness to somebody. Help me to share you and what you did with someone else. Help me to be a part. Help me to be a link in the chain because a lot of times that's really what it is. Uh, that we're just, a, we're just someone in the process that's helping bring someone to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I guess one thing that I would want to emphasize is, is that it is our wonderful and great privilege as well as responsibility. Uh, so to get started and get comfortable with sharing the gospel. Now, how many of you think that sharing the gospel and trying to win people to Christ is challenging? Anybody think it's challenging? It's challenging. It's challenging in many ways. Number one, where we're starting at this morning, a lot of times it starts on our end. It's challenging for us just to open up our mouths. It's challenging just, sometimes, isn't it amazing? Sometimes it's challenging just to hand somebody that gospel tract. There's, you, you want to know why it's challenging? I believe at the heart of one of the reasons it's so challenging is spiritual warfare, honestly. That's, that's really, I mean, there, there's a lot of emotional things that we're going through. We, we, we're dealing with fear, and uh, we, we, we don't even understand, like, why do I feel embarrassed about this? I'm not embarrassed about Christ, but I kind of feel embarrassed to try to talk to somebody about Christ. They're going to think I'm some kind of weirdo. They're going to think I'm some kind of freak or something like that, you know. But if, if there was a verse that we'll get to eventually that should encourage us, I, I think about that. And, and remember, when I'm preaching and teaching this to you, I'm, I'm doing it to myself as well. But in the book of Jude, where the Bible says, and some have compassion, uh, or I'm, uh, some have compassion, let's see, and others save with fear, and on some have compassion. Let me read it. I think it's Jude 25. Can you quote it there? Oh, is it, oh there it is. That's, no, you're right. Verse... 22 is, the, I guess it's 22 and 23. Look at verse 22. All right. And if some have compassion, making a difference. Now verse 23. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the spotted garments, uh, the garment spotted by the flesh. Um, those would be two great verses, by the way, to commit to memory. And some have compassion. You know, because that's one of the things we'll talk about with soul winning and, and having a heart, heart in just a moment. But the other one is others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Um, I think about, I'm thinking about the offensive part or the looking weird part. And when I think about the other, you know, Chad Wendell is a firefighter. And I'd hate for my house to be on fire and him just about to break down the door and come in and then think to himself, you know, I really don't want these people to think I'm being rude. What if I startle them? What if they think I'm some kind of freak? <laughs> well, I don't want firefighters thinking like that, amen? Uh, I want them coming in, man, ready to get me and my family and my dog out of there, all right? Uh, and my book collection, okay? Uh, no, <laughs> but I, I want them coming in. Uh, so, so it, it, it's almost the same, if, if we could just try to think about it in, in that. 
this person is on their way to hell, but, uh, you know, I don't want to offend them. Well, man, we shouldn't be so worried. I mean, we don't want to be offensive, but we do want to care enough to win people to Christ. Um, you know what? Let's, let's see. Oh, my goodness, it's time. Go back to verse 22 for me again. We're gonna, we'll close with this one, Ryan, because time as normal. Melanie loves, if you talk to Melanie, she'll tell you I've got wonderful time management skills. What, did Derek just scoff? Uh, was that, but anyway, um, a number of you may have, all right? Uh, one of my, you know it would help if I looked at the clock. You ever think that? I don't look at clocks. I really don't, hardly ever. Uh, it's not that important to me. But, uh, but anyway, verse 22, I think we'll, I'll try to end my part on this, and I suppose we'll probably try to end. Let's, let's start with verse 22, and some have compassion making a difference. Some have compassion making a difference. Maybe that'd be a great place to start. I said already, Lord, help me to be a witness, but maybe if we just think about the need, compassion, compassion. Um, anybody remember what that word compassion means? Amen, that's exactly right. Uh, uh, Melanie gave a real technical uh, breakdown, really, of the word. Passion actually means to suffer, as we talk about the, the you know, every Easter we talk about the passion of the Christ. That, uh, that confused me for years, you know, I'm thinking about that just don't seem passion. What's that got to do with, you know, Easter? Uh, but it's, it's, it's the suffering, it's passion. But then the, the, the C-O-M on the front means with. So it means to suffer with. So... That shouldn't be too hard. If you're, not, if, if you're saved, it should not be, even though sometimes it is, it should not be too hard for us to have compassion on somebody that's not saved because there was a time when we weren't saved. But just if, maybe, maybe a couple things to pray today, and that would be this. God, help me to see the need. Do you got friends? Do you got family? They don't know Christ. And they're lost. Number one, they don't have hope in this life. I mean, they're, they're depend, many of them are dependent on drugs and alcohol. Many of them are neck deep in religion with, you know, with, and pride and have no hope. Have some compassion and try to just put yourself in that position. And then just try to think, okay, Lord, help me to be the person, help me to be the Christian that I would want to have in my life if I were lost. Help me to be the kind of person, you know, many of you, I've, I've heard some of your testimonies about being saved. You know, pray that you can be that person in somebody else's life. Compassion uh, to make a difference in their life. And uh, some have compassion making a difference. We can indeed make a difference. Amen. All right, we'll talk about this more, Lord willing, on next week. Some of you fellows be praying about uh, doing a lesson or two or, uh, or, or perhaps just a devotion. Uh, but, uh, but in the meantime, let's pray that God will help us to have compassion. And if I can, if I can encourage you, I've said this many times on, on one, of the, one of the big hurdles that we'll talk about more later is not feeling like you have enough knowledge. You don't have to know everything, man. Do you know that Jesus died on the cross and rose again and, uh, and wants somebody to be saved? If you know that, you can witness to somebody this week. And you say, yeah, but preacher, they're going to ask me about this doctrine of the church and they're going to ask me all these weird questions. Just say, I don't know about that. I do not know. But I do know that Jesus died on the cross, rose again, and he wants to save you, amen, and you need him. You don't have to know everything. I, I encourage us to learn more. But, man, 
May God help us to have compassion. And it's got to start, it's, it starts with me uh, right here where I'm at and then goes out to you. So let's dismiss in prayer together. Heavenly Father, I pray, dear God, that you would, number one, help me to have compassion on those around us. Those that do not know you, Lord. Those that are lost in their sin. Those who do not know Christ. Lord, I just pray for you'd help me to see the need and, and, and just to suffer with them, to have my heart broken over the need to see people saved. I pray, dear Lord, that you'll help me, God. Will you please send someone into my path today, this week, to witness to each one of us, and I pray together that we can pray these things and that, Lord, you'll help me this year to be a part of leading someone else to you, dear Lord. And we'll thank you for that, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. You're dismissed. We'll try to get started right back at 11.